everybody. This is John Tucker from Carbiz Insider. I have a very special guest here with me today, Andre Martin Hobbs. Hey, Andre, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. Thanks for uh, having me on the show, John. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, you know, uh, I see the stuff that you're sharing on LinkedIn and talking about good stuff. So uh, you, you, you're, you're a very uh, skilled person from car business. So why don't you introduce yourself to our viewers and listeners and uh, all that good stuff? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, just to make it quick, uh, aside from being from Quebec, as you can hear in my accent, uh, I've been in the industry for 22 years now. So I'm 49. I've been in the uh, um, industry for so long and I have I have focused all of my career or almost all of my career on uh, auto tech. Uh, so, you know, way back when, uh, 22 years ago, uh, I started by uh, working on a big mandate, um, which was to uh, bring an online portal, automotive portal in Canada. So I've worked on that. Uh, so, you know, during those times for the ones that are as old as I am, uh, that have gray hair, they'll remember AOL and Netscape and all these guys. So I worked with them uh, in the autosphere back then. And then I moved on and created my own companies and doing marketing for dealers and creating websites and uh, taking on social media campaigns when it arrived, right? When Facebook uh, was somewhat popular in 2007 and on. So I've done all of that. Um, I've also invested in a, a number of companies. Um, so I invest, invested in a uh, what is now a dealer group uh, so you know lots of non-prime in that dealer group and that led me to create a platform which is called lucy now the lucy platform uh, focuses on f and i we'll talk about that later but the idea here is to just let you guys know that i've been you know on the floor in dealers i've been uh, uh managing dealers as well i've been in auto uh, all my life and lots of tech so that's pretty much who i am that's uh, really good information there. Uh, I'm really excited to talk to you more about tech stuff because uh, as a car guy, I'm really uh, love the technology and, uh, you know, improvements, the future of the business. So, and it's really nice to talk to someone in Canada that, you know, embracing these kind of uh, good stuff because generally speaking, we always tend to get stuff from the southern part of the border from our cousins in the united states and uh, i mean we got a lot of nice technology companies here yeah. but you know it's always good to see our, our fellow canadian you know pushing for new stuff like that yeah um you said a lot of things about interesting things so let's focus on the non-prime business a little bit because i think this is going to relate to the product that we're going to be talking about it what would you see in ontario uh i based on my experience in the car business and what i have seen uh, the subprime business is about 25% of the population mm -hmm. car buyers. How would you say that in Quebec? And, and do you have any footprint in Ontario? Like you, you're mostly focused in province of Quebec, right? No. Uh, so I've been active in all provinces. Uh, okay. Depending on the projects that I've worked on, I've been, uh, of course, in Quebec, it's it's my own you know, uh, uh, province. So I, I, I know all the dealer principals here in the dealer group. So I know them well, actually. But uh, no, just... Uh, to answer your question, 25% is is an, a rough estimate of what the non-prime market is in Canada, not just uh, Ontario. So it's it's similar in all provinces. Um, mind you, there are provinces that have more, uh, but larger provinces like Quebec and Ontario are roughly at 25%. Uh, 
uh, which is a Canadian average. Uh, then again, it depends on also if we uh, focus on uh, new car uh, uh, franchises, some see more. Uh, I, there are some franchises or, or some OEMs that do see up to 40% non-prime clients. That also depends on where the store is located and so on. So a nice average, uh, John, would be 25% across all provinces, not just Ontario. Wow. So... So th this is a very interesting uh, metric here because w like every four customers, you're going to have one person with the credit issues. So if your dealership is not prepared for this and you don't have the infrastructure and the training and you don't know how to handle these businesses because you got to treat them, your approach is going to be a little bit different the way you uh, structure the deal because, I mean, having a credit issue doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to get a car. You will get a car, but, uh, you know, maybe type of car, the age, maybe the protection packages and you know, all that stuff is going to play a factor in it. So it's it's an interesting topic because if, if your business, if your dealership is not in that subprime, you know, non-prime business and they're not ready for it, well, you're going to leave a lot of money on the table. And would you say that the subprime business, is it a profitable business or... or <laughs> Or like, how is that? Would you would you compare it to a prime business? Yeah, there's a lot of misconception as to how uh, or, or what subprime really is. Um, and, and of course, I'll, I'll come back to your question about profit, but also about just the subprime market as it is. A lot of uh, people that are not experienced with non-prime will think that subprime means, you know, people that never pay their cars, get lots of repos uh, and, and large issues with the client's uh, credit history. Now, there's a lot of segments. There's actually three segments, uh, top segments into non-prime. I, I prefer to call it non-prime than subprime because non-prime actually englobes three large segments. The first one is near prime. So these are consumers are consumers that are non-prime, but close to prime. There's a subprime segment as well, which is the vast majority of where people are into or what their you know, credit status is. And also uh, the last one, uh, the bottom of the bucket here would be deep subprime. Now, unfortunately, I've been you know, talking to a lot of people in the, in, in the car industry. And the first thing that they think when we, we ever bring you know, non-prime as a topic, they think deep subprime right away, like people that have terrible credit, that has had have had uh, big issues with their credit history, so that's where their mindset goes to fast. Now, just to have the right lingo here, non-prime is the, the best term to use, and non-prime actually means um, that these consumers can absolutely buy a brand new vehicle with similar to prime type of deals. So, to answer your question, is it prof profitable? It is absolutely profitable, not only in this transaction, but what non-prime brings to um, uh, the, the actual model, right? To the dealership model is that these consumers are repeat customers. They come to your store once, you uh, can help them secure a vehicle, with, whether new or used, and, and transfer them into a new financing or lease in a shorter period of time than what you would have with prime customers. So they are great repeat customers if you treat them the way they should. 
And it is absolutely profitable, very comparable to what you find in prime. Now, it is true to say, though, that in the subprime, standard subprime segments, lenders will actually limit their risk on vehicles and put you know, uh, uh, reserves on the maximum uh, value you can sell the vehicle to or at uh, the maximum uh, number of products or, or even the profit you can have on, on back-end products. So yes, there are limits, but it doesn't mean that it's not a healthy transaction. It is a healthy transaction and allows you to not only get, you know, move metal, so sell one car to this consumer, but also call them back in 12, 18 months and sell them uh, a new vehicle in prime this time if the client has have uh, better credit history. And that can actually be achieved using nurturing tools. But we'll, we'll get to that later on. Uh, just to answer your, simply your question, John, it is absolutely profitable. If you compare the standard margins that people expect to make in non-prime, it would be $4,000 on a vehicle, which is $1,800 profit on the front end and $2,200 on the back end. That's what your aim should be when you look at non-prime. Obviously, it's not achievable with all the non-prime consumers because, as I said, there's the deep subprime bucket up to the near-prime bucket. But all in all, you're looking at $4,000. Well, this is an interesting topic because now, now we're going into the ideas of, <clears throat> let's say somebody had a credit issue. And obviously, you need to repair your credit for various reasons, not to just buy a car, but even gaining employment sometimes for government or like yeah. big corporations they like to be able to see your track record in your in your credit history that that shows some sort of responsibility right yeah so somebody needs to fix their credit let's say i got credits something happened you know life happens maybe i went through a divorce something unfortunate happened to me right even though i'm a responsible person i took that hit i need to repair my credit right i need yeah. it to be, get a house to get a job to get a car you name it right yeah do you think buying a car and make a proper payment history, would you say that would be the fastest, easiest, and the most effective way of repairing your credit? It's, 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 it's a question that I'll try to answer shortly because we can, just that alone is, a, you know, there's, there's a lot of um, different perceptions as to what is the fastest or best way. Uh, I wouldn't say that there's one, only one trade or one way uh, to repair credit. But what's true though, is that getting uh, uh, financing, uh, reaching you know uh, uh, to the point where you get financing on a vehicle, whether new or used, is absolutely an indication for future lenders that look at your credit history as to how well you've paid that car that you've had. So, for example, um, whether you're uh, uh, you know uh, sub standard subprime or, or near prime. Uh, of course, having a, a trade, an installment trade, a car trade on your credit bureau that is well paid will help you in the future. Is it the fastest or, or the best way? I think actually the answer to that question is there's a mix. It, it can't just be a car. It has to be, you know, obviously a credit card. So revolving credit is great. Other, try, uh, other types of installment credits are great uh, as well or, or financing uh, uh, trades on your credit bureau. But if we specifically look into the car industry, of course, having a, a well-paid installment trade, a, a well-paid fi car financing is something that lenders look for when they assess your credit. So yes, 
uh, it is important, definitely. Nice. Uh, really good information as well. And the other misconception about these uh, non-prime purchasers that they have is like, okay, I bought a car, 29% interest rate, let's say. <laughs> I got stuck with it. Are you confident that as your, with your practices that you provide, do you really genuinely help people to become a near prime or prime purchasers by helping them reducing that fi uh, interest rate? How do you do it without getting into too much details? Of course, you get your trade secrets and all that stuff, but no. in a nutshell, would you be able to explain how that works? The process? Yeah. And by the way, we're very open as to how we do it. Uh, we have, we've actually uh, implemented in our platform um, guidance for business managers uh, on helping their clients with that. Now, uh, I, I referred earlier to um, the, the misconception about non-prime and that 29% interest rate you're referring to is deep subprime rates, not standard subprime or even near prime. I'll just give you an example, quick, quick, quick. Of course, quick. please do, please do. Uh, John, if you're um, in a Kia store today with a non-prime type of consumer, okay, that this consumer is presently under bankruptcy, has had issues in the past, went under bankruptcy, first day of bankruptcy, right? So the client signed with the trustee yesterday, walked into, walks into a Kia store today. You could think that this client will get 29% interest rate on a used car. It's not the case. I can tell you, according to obviously uh, the client revenues, but the, that client can buy a new Kia vehicle with a, a subvented interest rate from IA starting at 4%. Really? Yeah. So there's a great, great misconception that non-prime is 29% interest rate. And, yeah. and unfortunately, a lot of people think that. It's not the case. Now, I will answer your question about that 20, 29% one, but it is important to, uh, and that's why I prefer non-prime, right, to subprime. Uh, it's important to just to lay uh, the information in flat and make sure that everyone understands that a consumer that has had credit issues is not necessarily somewhat it is that has a terrible or represents a terrible risk to financial institutions. It may be someone that has had issues, simple issues, uh, divorce, you know, um, health issues, whatever, which is unlikely to re-happen re, re, uh, again, and that financial institutions will absolutely uh, finance at a very low interest rate, as low as subvented rates with IA that I know well at Kia stores at 4% on a Forte, for a Kia Forte, for example. But to go back to your question earlier on, a client that falls into the deep subprime bucket will have higher interest rates. It may even be that some lenders, financial institutions, will lease the vehicle to the client and not finance it and put a GPS inside the vehicle so that if payments are missed, the, the uh, lender will recuperate their vehicle. Now, the reason why that is, and that, by the way, is 3% of the non-prime segment. Just That's important, 3%, not more than that. So 3% of the non-prime segment are people that have had big issues with their credit history where they haven't paid their first financing, car financing, that is, 
haven't paid their second car financing. And now they're looking for the third lender that's going to help them secure a vehicle. Now, when this is well done, for some reason, the client went to, you know, we're not going to judge them as to why that happened. There may be good reasons. But the reason, the, the next step for stores, when they do want to sell to these clients, because not all stores want to help these consumers, a lot of stores to say, well, I'm not interested in deep subprime lenders because their transaction is limited in terms of vehicle value, profit. That's where the perception is or, or comes from, right? From deals that are not uh, paying the dealership as much in terms of profitability. Now, the way to treat these consumers is you have to treat them as humans saying, hey, this is the situation you're into right now. Look at what happened in your, in, in, you know, in your credit history. This is what banks judge you by, what we see here on your, on your credit bureau. Now, you, uh, you know, at some point, these lenders will even look at bank statements just to make sure that you know, whenever a pay is deposited, that the consumer uses and, and spends it the right way and not on all sorts of different things. That being said, those consumers that are in that 29% interest range may absolutely want to be out of there and, and get a better vehicle at a lower interest rate. That actually should be their goal. It would be your goal if you were there, right? It would be my yeah, goal as well. Of course. So, so the idea here is to treat them like humans and help them get out of that situation. And that can happen. Now, of course, it can happen with very specific um, sets of points. The lender that you finance with has to be a lender that reports their trade on a credit bureau, right? If yep. it's a uh, buy here, pay here type of store that doesn't report on credit bureaus, well then, let's say you pay all your, you know, all your uh, car payments on time, it won't reflect on your bureau. So at the end of it, uh, you're still in the same situation in a year from now than you were, you know, a year prior. So when you do go with a lender that does report on credit bureaus. Those consumers repair their credit over time, showing the world that they are paying on time, right? So they yeah, the can progress. pay on time. So, so, yeah. So lenders will look at that file in a year or 18 months from now, say, okay, this client has, you know, had issues, but now wants to, you know, repair their credit, pay on time, make sure everything is paid, and then they will... Uh, uh, reduce their interest rate from 29 to maybe 15. And then 18 months after that from eight, 15, whatever percent in, uh, in, uh, interest rate and um, go to a standard rate. Uh, so there's a way to get out of there. Now, of course, unfortunately, uh, there are some people that will think that, you know, the 29.9% interest rate type of consumers will stay there for their life. It's not the case. They want out and you can help them as a dealer. Now, it's not everyone that wants to do this, but we've we found a way to uh, automate that into our platform. We'll talk about that uh, soon, I guess. But um, you can absolutely help those consumers repair their credit over time and switch their vehicles after, you know, 12 or 18 months. It is it is feasible. That's going to be my next uh, conversation topic with you, Dad. I don't genuine. I don't believe that. Let's say dealers don't really want to help these type of people to get them into low interest rate. But I think because in car dealerships we're extremely distracted people and we just want to live by day and 
every everything is a, like a 30 day period, month end, 20 day, 10 day and all that stuff. I think the most difficult part is keeping track of this people without having a proper software or CRM tools. So my understanding is that's where your platform comes into a place. Am I am I am I correct on that? Yeah. Does your platform provide that kind of help to dealers? So so not to plug our platform too much here, because my my goal with you today is to give information of to course, people yeah. and, and dealers wanting to do more, more non-prime. Uh, yeah. So yes, of course. Uh, I mean, any CRM, any sales CRM that exists today that dealers have, can you know can be used for that. Can be used for selling a car through FNI through business office, selling a car to a consumer, and then having the salesperson say. Okay, I'm going to contact that client in 12 or 18 months from now and sell them a new vehicle on with a better uh, financing rate. That's that's open to everyone. Now, what we've done in our platform is that our platform focuses on business managers, not salespeople. So business managers will have an automated notification from our platform. So you don't need to do anything because we're focused on non-prime, right? Or, or not just non-prime, sorry, but focus on, on business managers and F&I processes. So when you do have a non-prime client, our system called Lucy will absolutely notify the business manager in either 12 or 18 months when Lucy judges that the client is now, uh, um, you know, uh, ready for a new uh, financing. So, so yeah, we've automated it in Lucy. What we've also automated is some kind of a game plan, as we call it, to to help the consumer look into their past history. And, and have tips and advice as to what not to do in the future to fall again into non, uh, that non-prime segment. So we've, we've automated that. Uh, it's just one click. The, the business manager will get the reporting. You can give that to your client. Lucy will notify you in 12 or 18 months according to you know what type of uh, financial situation the client is into and uh, open the door to selling a new vehicle to that client. Now, it is uh, very effective for Deep subprime, as we just talked about, uh, standard subprime rates also vary a lot, uh, starting at, you know, 8.9% interest rate going all the way to 18%. That's the subprime type of rate. And then deep subprime starts after that. So um, there is also a game plan that can be put in place for people that fall into the subprime category. And that is to help them repair their credit over time, not just about you know their um, uh, their vehicle trades, but also the, all of their trades. Now we're not a, a credit repair facility or or system. What we do is tips and advice as to what to look at and where to be careful in order to get into a better financing uh, uh, deal in a few months or years from now. Yeah. So. Uh... I got curious now because like I'm I'm a tech kind of stuff guy. Like I try and, and everything I use it or potentially I may use it. I try to understand like how the thing works behind it. Like when I was, when I first get my driver's license and I keep hearing the term like ABS, like, you know, like the ABS system. And I'm like, okay, what does it do? How does it work? What kind of say, like I, I'm the, that type of guy. Like anytime I hear something technological, I need to like understand how it works. So now you're talking about a platform that helps financial services managers, business managers, or whatever you call it. Uh, how does it do it though? Like, how, like Lucy is just a program platform. Like, is it an artificial? Like, could you explain yeah. that a little bit? Like, I, I just want to understand how it works. Like, what does well, how does it do it? 
Yeah, okay, I will, John. And, and the most important point here is to uh, look at why Lucy was created, right? Yeah, um, exactly, why, yeah. Exactly. So actually what we've done, we've we've created a system that creates efficiencies in the FNI process. So that's what we've created. But the re how we did it and, and um, actually why we did it is is very important, I think, in this story. So why is because several years ago uh, in a group of dealers in Quebec that was fairly large in terms of uh, non-prime sales, they had an issue uh, at finding talent, finding business managers and, and growing their company and, and servicing more clients had become at that time an issue for them because they needed to train people a lot uh, to just work on non-prime. One thing we haven't discussed yet, John, but maybe we can keep that for later, but um, business managers that are experienced in prime don't necessarily want to do non-prime uh, either because of, of a lack of experience or, or knowledge or just time, right? So these these points are important. We'll get to that later if you want, but of course. To, to go back on our story, the reason why we've created Lucy is to, as I said, create efficiencies and uh, the hiring the hiring process was somewhat easy, but the training afterwards was long between three to six months for someone to learn what non-prime is to be effective in reading credit bureaus and explaining that to consumers when needed and and you know uh, uh sometimes even uh advocating uh for the consumer to lenders in order to get better interest rates or better terms so that takes time now what we've done in, in our platform is that we've uh included that knowledge inside a platform that does all of it in just a few seconds right what we like to say is that lucy will pre-qualify a consumer in 16 seconds regardless of their credit history so what you can do is you can open up the system log in your client information have lucy read and interpret the credit bureaus whether one or two credit bureaus in canada and uh in you know input the revenues and lucy will just spit back which lenders you can send the file to. That process, especially in non-prime, takes a lot of time. Now, what we do for prime as well in our platform is we find the best programs for business managers right away because today the way it works is that um, business managers have to create a worksheet and change the program, see what their incentives are. And just that that is a 15, 10 to 15 minute process. Uh, we've dumped it down to just a few seconds uh, to look at the client history, know which lenders to send it to, which programs to pick, how to create your worksheet. All of that is done inside our platform. So we've um, we've done this initially for this group of dealers that wanted to streamline the process with non-prime consumers, and we moved on from non-prime to prime. So that's the reason why the platform exists. Now, the, the way we've done this, and I like to say that I was a bit cocky uh, six years ago when I told everyone that I would build this platform in a year. Uh, my <laughs> girlfriend is a business manager and she looked at me saying, Andre, this just can't be done. And, I, and that's where I told her, no, no, I'll do it in a year, right? Just I've been there before. Um, I hit a wall. I, <laughs> I definitely hit one uh, and I built the platform, but in five years instead of just one. Uh, we brought Lucy to market last year in April of last year. So it's going to be a year in just a few days. Um, but how it works now is interesting. So we um, initially what we've done is we created uh, what is part of AI, which is called um, 
an expert system, a rule-based system that looks at, okay, this is the type of file we have, this is what the decisioning should be, and just outputting uh, results. So we started with that, and then we moved on to machine learning and have had machine learning listening on, okay, what input files do we have? What, what, you know, what kind of problem do we have with this client? What's the credit history like? And outputting which lenders should be uh, considered. So we've had machine learning uh, uh, on our own system, our, our own system ex, uh, expert system, teached the machine learning as to how to, you know, look at files, what variables are important, uh, what the scorecards are for lenders, what important uh, points are about the credit history, and just move on from there and learn. So uh, I like to call Lucy my little, you know, five-year-old daughter or six-year-old now because she started not knowing anything and is learning, Lucy's learning now every day, every minute, every second uh, to um, give out better decisioning. So that's that's how it started. It started with rule-based, moved on to machine learning, and now Lucy's learning from every file that goes through the system. So you may say Lucy's dynamic too, based on the, because the lenders oh, yeah. change their decisions. Like I give you an example, yeah. back in the days, and I'm gonna use names because you know, I mean, I'm not advertising or anything, but like, I just want to be more genuine. BMO, right? BMO wasn't huge in the car in uh, automotive financing before 2016. Well, 2016, they went crazy and started paying crazy amount of reserves all of a sudden. Then CIBC followed the same suit. Then the OEM captive financing went after that too. Like it's a dynamic kind of stuff, right? And going after people. So Lucy can adjust the dynamic changes yeah. from the lenders like that? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so you're, you, in what you just referred to, there's a lot of things. Uh, obviously, um, and unfortunately for, unfortunate, unfortunately for lenders, they have started giving reserves and now business managers expect reserves and will choose lenders according to reserves, especially on prime. Um, it is the way the business is. And uh, now choosing the right lender is not always easy, right? Not, not just on the reserve side. So, of course, if you have a prime type consumer, and you know that, let's say, the client has bought you know X number of vehicles in the past at your dealer. You know the client somewhat well. You know it's a prime consumer. Of course, the business manager's decision will often be on which which one will reply faster or give the best reserve. That's pretty much how it's done. Finding the right program sometimes can be more challenging because you may think you have the best one. It may not be the case. So Lucy does that for prime. But when it's non-prime, it gets much more uh, complicated. So that's on the lender uh, um, choice, right? So that's that's how that's how they select their uh, programs. But um, yeah, what was your question again, John? I just lost. Oh, my... like how how dynamic is is that dynamic, yeah. and how dynamic is that, and how does it adjust itself based on the program changes? Exactly. So yeah, you're right. Uh, you were referring to uh, that and lenders will sometimes open the valves as everyone calls it in our industry at the end of the month or uh, just before the end of their fiscal where they want more deals, right? So not, not only is there a fluctuation into uh, what they select or, or wish to, to get, but also their programs change every month. So, of course, Lucy uh, has all the lenders inside the platform. We have connections with all the lenders where their programs are inside and read by Lucy, understood by Lucy, and then the answers will be spit out. Now, on top of that, Lucy will learn on every decision that's made. And uh, that is actually what we're working on right now to return 
uh, advice onto, okay, there's been a file lately that has been, you know, approved where the lender program was not clear on if the client would be approved or not. So the next similar case should actually be approved as well. And Lucy learns if there's, if it's not the case, then Lucy reverts to what it was before. So yeah, it's dynamic. It has to be, we're working on that. We've, um, had, uh, we have had work, uh, you know, we've been working on that for several years and still continue at it. So yeah, it's dynamic. Um, I'm, I'm actually really, uh, uh, surprised because in the past, uh, and I, 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 I wouldn't say that I've been in the car business too long. It's only like 13, 14 years and <laughs> not a lot, you know, I'm still, uh, I'm still learning a lot of things, but I'm very tech guy. I like technology and based on these 14 years that I, I've been in the business in retail and consulting and whatever you name it, uh. I would never seen or heard anything like this before that it does it like, am I wrong? Like, because you're a lot more experienced than I, have you ever seen anything similar to that? Even like the same kind of idea in Canada, us, like, is that the only unique thing you Lucy, you would say? Well, it, it, it's, it's interesting you say that because, um, I've been visiting dealers across the country for the past year and I've been, uh, talking to dealer groups that have worked on their own platforms. Uh, the idea came, actually, the idea rose in a lot of people's mind, right? It's not an idea that is unique to us in terms of thinking about a solution like this. Now, building the solution is something that's unique. Yeah. Um, there's, to my knowledge, there's, there's maybe one or two uh, similar companies uh, that have started the process at pre-qualifying consumers based on score or light data, right? Um, but looking at the full credit bureau and also bank statements and also all of the additional questions that Lucy will ask, um, to pre-qualify a consumer is, is unique. Uh, it is unique in North America and it's a spot that's not easy to, to, to take because even though that the technology is new, uh, some dealers don't understand it, uh, uh, well initially. I'd say that the vast majority of dealers understand right away, but some for some dealers that think that, as I said earlier on, the misconception on non-prime sometimes can be um, uh, hard to, 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 to crack. Now, some stores have business managers that are experienced and will be threatened about you know this, this technology that's brought to them. So there is all of that into the mix. But to answer your question, um, we're, we're somewhat unique. Uh, there's nothing else like that. And uh, dealers actually, you know, over 85% of dealers, when they see the value in Lucy, they just, just sign up for it because uh, there's so much in there and there's so much time saving in there that, and uh, higher profitability on F&I that they, they, they get it right away. I mean, it's a really, I mean, it's a really interesting topic and I'm, I'm really happy that uh, we connected and uh, you Absolutely. talk about this. And uh, I, I always make sure that people I bring into the show are always going to add value to the listeners and viewers. And I never try to make it like a, an advertising or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And that's my intention. But uh, anything new like that, I mean, you know, people should be aware that this is available and uh, this is what happens. It's so, brand new. You're, you're right. Yeah, on it's it. Brand new, right? Like it's it's. I would call. I, I it's like kind of like a digital revolution kind of stuff that you would say you're starting something like that, right? 
I mean, this is not the replaced FNI manager, no. but it's like an FNI manager assistant type of thing, you know, Correct. like the Vauto, right? I, I don't know if you're familiar with Vauto yep. too. Very much but so. Vauto yeah. is not there to replace the used car manager. It's just going to make the used car manager's life easy. While Lucy is the same thing, your digital assistant, rather than you waste 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes, well, I'll just plug it in, get what you need and bang, done deal, you know, you get the it's maximized... A, yeah, right. it's a great comparison, John, and I like to uh, I like to say that that we're the kind of the V auto of of F and I or or you know business managers where Lucy we actually call our system a virtual assistant, right? Yeah. Because Lucy can help you remind you of, of things, look at customers' uh, uh, past history, suggest lenders, calculate debt ratios, find your best prime F and I programs, and also find inventory according to a payment call. So there's even a tie-in with with companies like BlackBook or Vioto or you know. So what um, do you mean? So what do you mean? Like, so I qualify for 450 bucks a month. You find me a car for 450 bucks a month across the board. Is that what you mean? Yeah, it's 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 a bit more complicated than that because when lenders approve a consumer on a payment call, they'll return, of course, the the term, the interest rate, uh, and the car payment, the and the car payment. It, that's somewhat easy to find the inventory because you can calculate what the amount turns out to be and just find a car that fits that. But there's a but there. Um, the, uh, uh, Non-prime lenders will also return a, ma a maximum LTV amount according to whichever tool they use, such as BlackBook, on the vehicle, right? So maximum LTV on the vehicle, but also on the transaction. So you get two data sets. You get, let's say, 140% on the BlackBook value, and also that's for the car and 180% on the total transaction. So then what uh, uh, someone needs to do at this point, you know, uh, a used car, new car manager needs to find what values, uh, what those values are and try to find the maximum vehicle or the best vehicle that fits that payment according to black book values. Now, that process starts to take more time because think about it. If you have 140 cars in inventory or less these days, right? If you have 50 cars, if you're lucky, uh, then you need to find what, which, car, which of those cars fit the payment call. And if there's negative equities in there, it makes, it makes it even more complicated to find the right inventory piece. Now, Lucy does that in 30 seconds. Just to match the inventory based on uh -huh. a lender payment call. 30 and seconds. 30 seconds. How accurate is it? Does it uh, even 30 make seconds, Sorry, 30, 30 uh, milliseconds. So half a second. Uh, half a second. Yeah, half a second. And how accurate is it? Is it is it pretty accurate? Yeah, it's exactly on the T because the data that's inside, Lu the, the, the data that Lucy reads in order to create that is validated every day. So black book values are every day. Cost comes from DMS. Right. So the way Lucy works, by the way, is that Lucy fetches data from all the DMSs. So we've done, you know, everyone uh, uh, they're plugged. In, so Lucy plugs into those DMSs, get the inventory inside the platform with the cost. So therefore, we have costs. We have BlackBook. We have selling price. We have the lender call. So all of that together allows us to do that calculation. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like this kind of uh, <laughs> integration, DMS, everything. I mean. Wow. Well, yeah. uh, you know, so here's the biggest question. And and I want to jump into a couple other little things too before we wrap yeah. it up. But yeah. uh, seems like a very interesting thing. And I don't think this will fit into my whole show to go over that. If people curious about this, 
and I'm I, like myself, they want to learn more and like want to see it in action. What do they need to do? How they can find more more about it? They um, simply can reach uh, out either to me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn, as, as uh, you just referred to earlier on. Uh, but also they can go visit our website, which is www.decisioning.it. So uh, they can inquire about uh, the platform there, uh, get a demo made. Uh, so we do a lot of demos these days to dealers that want to see you know, how this uh, how this Lucy platform works and what it does. So we demo, uh, the pl- we'll demo the platform. They can also call us at uh, 1-844-838-3563. Okay, so, so that's, that's, the, that's the line. That's the plug uh, right there. What's the turnaround time to uh, demo to start and all that stuff, like 10 okay. days, 15 days? How long does it take? Well, demo is simple, right? That can be done anytime. Uh, the integration is roughly two weeks. Um, it really depends on the dealership environment because, I, as I said earlier on, we plug into the dealership's DMS, but we also plug in uh, with the um, dealership's CRM. So Which CRMs though? Every CRM? Every, every DMS? CRM. Yeah, every CRM. So the way it works is that salespeople will log in a client. They can click on push or Lucy can get that data already pushed automatically to uh, Lucy. So therefore the client will be activated in Lucy with all the like, information that the salesperson has entered or from the DMS. So the idea here is to prevent business managers uh, to, to you know not have them re-enter the client information so many times because that's unfortunately the reality with business managers today is that they have to copy and paste and re-input data in all sorts of different platforms, right? So uh, what we've done here is that we prevent that uh, by searching the data, searching the client information into DMSs and CRMs. And depending on the uh, CRM type or DMS type or who they are, it can be longer or shorter. So roughly an average would be two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, I think it's a lot of information there. And it's the first time I'm hearing something like this. And i very curious to more, learn more about it. So maybe I'll book myself a demo and uh, find out about it. <laughs> But uh, before wrap it up, I see on LinkedIn that you wanted to hire people from Ukraine who are computer programmers. Could be probably you're probably going to utilize them in your Lucy platform or other software companies you own. Uh, and I see the responses, and I think the video become viral. Uh, I see a lot of positive comments, likes. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like, yeah, how is been- that going on and all that stuff? Yeah, so it, it, I didn't expect it to to become what it became, but it became extremely viral. Um, and uh, I was even told by someone in Ukraine that my uh, video was like a virus because everyone saw it and talked about it. Uh, now it it really uh, jumped uh, jumped up in, in the number of views and uh, and replies. Some are great, some are not as great. Um, it, I, as it is on you know social media, it's normal. Now. My my gesture here, my idea was to help U- Ukrainians that have fled out of the country before uh, the uh, Ukrainian military law obliged uh, um, men to stay inside the country to fight on Russians. But um, to the ones that have fled or women that have uh, fled as well, I'm interested to hire uh, developers. Now, the developer market, so that, you know, it, it is hard in Canada. It's hard to find talent uh i mean 
everyone's booked. It, it will be extremely rare if you find someone that's just waiting on uh, to be offered a job. Everyone's working, so the employment is extremely high. To find developers is hard. So I thought to myself, why not hire Ukrainians that have fled the country that are great developers? There's a lot of great developers in Ukraine. And just offer uh, them and their family to to immigrate to Canada and we'll supply them with a job, which is very important for them, of course, when they immigrate. So I just posted a, 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 you know, a video there on LinkedIn saying, hey, you know, we're open for uh, uh, open to hire uh, Ukrainians. And it became viral. And obviously um, the, the good side of that is that we'll be able to help more than one, maybe two, maybe three developers that will get to immigrate to Canada. Uh, we're talking to them right now. The downfall of that, unfortunately, on my side, it makes me feel bad, is that we've got we got 800 resumes. Wow. So I can only hire three. Uh, I, w- I wish yeah. I could hire everyone. So uh, I'm about to post something new now. And I, even on Distribune, I could say everyone who wants to hire developers, contact me. I'll share a list of, you know, hundreds of resumes of people that are looking for a job, ready to immigrate to Canada. And by the way, Canada now uh, has opened its doors to immigrants from Ukraine. So it's easy to get them to come here and work for us, right? So uh, just contact me if you're looking for a developer and if you're open to help someone from Ukraine, I have resumes that I can share. That's amazing. I mean, amazing. Uh, I mean, you, your humanitarian efforts are amazing. Uh, you know, you, what you're doing for car business is amazing. Um, I'm really proud, you know, a fellow Canadian, you know, pushing something like this because as, as Canada, we're the ones inventor of the phones, the insulin. You know, we have a lot of new inventions and we're the land of inventions. And mm-hmm. when I see some nice invention like this, the idea, could help everybody uh i'm really proud of it it's it's amazing hopefully uh you know uh this will take off and uh you'll 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 pull up that canadian flag there and uh everybody in north america uses your tool and you know we'll be all proud of it and uh yep. great yep. great conversation uh before i wrap it up uh you know thank, you for, thank you for your time by the way normally it takes about 30 35 minutes but i went over it i know you're a busy guy too uh Anything you want to add before I finish it up? Anything you want to say? Not really. I mean, I just want to thank you for that and, and just say that um, we uh, just one point. We referred to the two weeks delay for Lucy implementation. It is two weeks, but we have a waiting list. Uh, so that's the other point is that we're still a small company. We've we've uh, doubled every year. Uh, now we, we're larger, but still we have lots of demand for the product. So there's delays on to uh, getting on a waiting list to get it in your store. But once you're when it's once it's your turn, it's two weeks. So it can take more than two weeks uh, from you know the decision of uh, adding Lucy to your to your technology stack in a dealership to getting it activated. So there's a delay there of of roughly a, a month and a half. But that wow. being said, um, John. I absolutely want to thank you. I think that as as uh, my perspective of being Canadian, Quebecer as well, uh, I do want this product to be in every dealer in Canada because I think Lucy makes a difference. We even have uh, considered going to the U.S. Uh, and, and pushing that forward in time, uh, but it looks like it's going to be shorter and later. So I'm really happy to be where I am. Uh, I hope, uh, you know, that... Uh, 
will be able to make uh, a difference for Ukrainians that will work for us and build our technology to become become even better for North American dealers. So that's where that's where I stand today. And and I just want to thank you for this uh, tribune, so I can talk about my little six year old daughter called Lucy. <laughs> it's been absolute pleasure, and uh, thank you again. And thank you for doing what you're doing. Uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch. And Absolutely. for viewers and listeners, uh, if you missed the whole conversation, you can uh, listen to this or watch this at your favorite place. We are pretty much everywhere. You can listen to this on your car or you can uh, watch this on YouTube later on. And if you like to, if you have more questions about Lucy, please reach out Andre and he's, be, he's more than happy to talk to you. Thank you very much. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Have a good one. You too. All right. Thanks, Bye. John. Bye. Talk soon.